and welcome to Cartridge Cinema Club episode 25. My name is Mark Champlin and today I'm joined by Alex Wallace. What is up, girls and gays? It has been quite some time since... <laughs> it's been quite some time since we've, uh, since, since we've, since we've watched something for the podcast that is just truly awful in every conceivable aspect just hat just you know you know we watched assassin's creed a movie with terrible politics but fun sci-fi concepts we watched scott pilgrim versus the world a movie with absolutely disgusting points of view (laughs) about abuse and relationships but also has some you know pretty dope action sequences in it. it looks like a cool comic book this week uh I, 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 I struggle deeply, deeply within myself to try to find a single redeemable quality about House of the Dead, 2003, directed by Uva Bowl. Tell me a little bit about House of the Dead, Mark. <clears throat> yeah, my, my thing with this movie was, um, I remember texting you halfway through it and thinking like, is this movie like secret i said is this movie secretly like amazing and like so bad it's good and you were like that's yeah i've seen the whole thing and like no <laughs> no it's not like, I, it's not i don't know don't it's watch this movie right. don't like, watch it <laughs> literally 10 minutes later i was like hey i changed my mind i don't think this is fun anymore i'm like extraordinarily bored um of this terrible movie yeah so 2003 uh, wow, this movie feels like the 2000s. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about the 2000s for a moment um, after this. Uh, yeah, it's um, directed by Uva Bull, friend of the show. Um, <laughs> for real friend of the show. <laughs> Correspondence um, always open. <laughs> Come on the show, starring, Uva. This movie is starring uh, literally not a single notable person, <laughs> and the acting is um, as unbelievably bad sub high school theater level i would say like like i have i have attended high school theater productions with better acting than there is in this movie i've seen comedy sports with better acting than this um (laughs) yeah uh it the skipper on on the boat there's a boat captain and a skipper um the, the skipper's played by Ron Howard's brother. Uh, Wikipedia told me that fun fact. Uh, it also told me that this movie um, made a net uh, $1.8 million. Uh, which, which, is, had a... which is a ton of money, right? But also, like, no fucking money at all for a movie. Yeah. C- considering this movie had a budget of $12 million, you expect those type of movies to, like, make, you know, $80 million or something like that. Uh, but no, it made $13.8 uh, million. And yes. it is... Uh, Ranked 41st in Rotten Tomatoes' 100 Worst Movies of the 2000s. Um, that's probably exactly the right place. Like, yeah. Not not bad enough to like be really remarkable or like worth talking about, but definitely <laughs> bad enough to be in the top 50. Yeah, man. It's it, it is it is it is truly something else. You know, like obviously, uh, for those of you who don't know, if you haven't been, you know, if you're not a if you're not a video game movie scholar. Uh, <laughs> Good for you, first of all. Yeah, th- congratulations. You didn't make the mistake of starting an absolutely nightmarish podcast. But, you know, Uva Bowl, he's the, he's the master of schlock, right? Yeah, he's the guy. He's, he's not exactly known for making uh, uh, quality films, and so I wasn't exactly going into this thing expecting a lot. We've already watched one of his other movies, Blood Rain, and if you haven't listened to that episode, I highly recommend going back and listening to it, because I think it... 
uh, just just demonstrates uh, how bad Uva Bowl is at making movies uh, and how bad Uva Bowl is, is at depicting women and sexual violence and basically anything with anything at all. He really is. He Uva Bowl is is deeply gifted. He's he he is. It, okay, I I went to go watch this movie. And Mark was like, oh, I found this website where it's where it's available for free. So I was like, all right, I'll go check that out. Um, and you and you start and I go on this web this sketchy website where I could watch this movie for free. And the movie opens with like just really loud generic techno music. And like within the yeah. first half second, it just says, like, directed by Uva Bowl. Like it just starts and then it just says House of the Dead. And then it like cuts to this guy who is just like sitting on some stairs and there's some like you know like like z tier level uh narration <laughs> talking about yeah. how how everyone died and i was like oh this there's no way this is the movie <laughs> yeah I, I was i was like oh fuck yeah. i'm gonna all right this is probably like just some bullshit you know it's one of those things where the, they make it look like it's the movie and then it and then it'll like link you to where you can actually watch the movie and then you click on that <laughs> link and it gave yeah, you, it's one gives, of those right yeah and it gives you a fucking virus so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go fucking sell my soul to my fucking neoliberal corporate corporate overlords i'm gonna throw amazon four dollars to rent this fucking movie press play on it and it is indeed that is that was house of the dead that's the movie it just it it just it just looks like shit it i really can't we're gonna get into it but like i really cannot stress how every single aspect of this film is completely falls on its own face just 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 trips over its own feet and falls over the dialogue is terrible the acting is terrible the story and the structure are terrible the special effects are actually okay the music is terrible <laughs> the the they it is so incredibly poorly made it is so incredibly poorly put together that it is it is an assault on your senses. This movie gave me a headache to watch. I had to, like, repeatedly pause it and, like, stop and take a deep breath and look at the clock. It's This thing is an hour and 25 minutes long, and it feels like it's three fucking hours. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There, there were times that the editing was so bad in the action sequences, and the overuse of the the spinning camera um wachowski uh style matrix shots that i like closed my eyes and yeah. like waited for until it to be over if you have <laughs> epilepsy uh and you're one of the absolute fucking psychopaths that listens to this podcast and then watches all of the movies skip it just don't you don't need to this week because this movie might give you a fucking seizure i'm going to just summarize the plot now because that's just kind of expected of me um so luckily uh, unlike last week, this is really easy, uh, because there <laughs> is basically no plot to speak of whatsoever. It's basically just, like, a group of absolutely despicable people, uh, go to a <clears throat> rave on an island. Uh, the rave, uh, is being hosted by Sega, I guess? <laughs> Creators yeah. of the House of the Dead video. We should mention, I don't know if this got <laughs> mentioned, based on, uh, <laughs> the series of arcade light gun games. Uh, this movie has absolutely nothing to do with any of those games. Um, and yeah, so, you know, there's a rave on an island. It's called Isle del Morte. As a, as a character points out, which is, uh, Spanish, Morte, Spanish for death if you don't speak Mexican. That's what Ron Howard's brother <laughs> describes it as. 
Uh, and there's, like, some bullshit with a mad scientist from hundreds of years ago that wants to, like, you know, create eternal life, and he's creating blood mutation. But none of it fucking matters, because literally, like, 90% of the movie is just the characters getting murdered, uh, being chased by zombies, shooting zombies, or being shitty to one another, or dying because they had sex. Uh... <laughs> yeah, or just women topless for various reasons. Yeah, for various reasons. We'll That's get into a that good forty percent well. of the movie. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, uh, so we should we should go through, we should we should go through some of the characters because I think it is important. Uh, you know, it, what what else to take you through? You know, a proper good story than a than a strong cast of relatable characters. You know, to to, to kind of put you in that place and time and really make you kind of understand and, and empathize and feel that this movie has none of that shit. So, you know, this one's going to be really easy. There are two leading white male characters that look completely identical. Yeah. I found the white male characters very relatable <laughs> as, as, as a white, as a white man who, <laughs> uh, who often, you know, finds myself, you know, partying and you know being being surrounded by mysterious bloody bodies but then also seeing a beer keg and going <laughs> score the beer kegs full and then ignoring the the advice of the women around me saying hey maybe we should uh do something about these bloody bodies that we're surrounded by and and just looking at my broski and being like hey you know what the real problem is they don't have any mixers one cannot live on on beer alone <laughs> Yeah, and the, and the which women... is a thing. Which is a thing that they said. You know what? Actually, this this need this needs to be mentioned. I don't know if this is in the notes. One of the characters' names is Simon. That's one of the white men. He says Simon says, and then like a thing, like four times in this Simon movie. Simon says, He's "Let's like, get out of here." He, he, he literally does, says, "Simon says, let's get the hell out of here." Yeah. Um, that so that's a character. Um, yeah, there's tell like, me about the women. Yeah, the God, there's like four or five. There's like seven or eight central characters in this movie none of whom have any personality besides being really really stupid uh and being a giant asshole um all of the women are basically just like either they're like interchangeable bimbos or they're just like a shitty cop there's like there's like one woman who's like a shitty cop who looks like hillary clinton and then like all of the other women are just like you know just there to like you know, uh, there is the inex inexplicable scene of the female character taking off her shirt and showing off her tits within the first, like, 20 minutes of the movie for no fucking reason. And then mm -hmm. immediately after that scene, it cuts to another female character who is on a boat with a bunch of men that she doesn't know and has still decided that she feels safe and comfortable enough to like cook breakfast in the ship's kitchen without a shirt on. And she like, you know, gets approached by like, you know, the creepy Ron Howard's brother's <laughs> skipper guy and like is annoyed by his presence, but not, you know, totally like fucking terrified about what's going to happen to her. There's a woman yeah, named... Does she doesn't even like hide her like nakedness in no. that scene either. She's just like, oh man, it's so annoying that you're looking at my boobs right now. <laughs> there, there's a there's a woman named Liberty, who who wears like a full on American flag bodysuit. What's the weird thing that they say about her? Also, one of the women says something like oh really God. like weird there, and racist she, about yeah, her. Yeah, she says she's there's a there's a part where they're talking about the girl and the girl Liberty is Asian and she's but she's like dressed up in all these red, white, and blue and like one of the main female character just offhandedly says like, 
well, I don't think she's a natural red, white, and blue, if you know what I That's mean. That's right. Like, you better be That's careful right. around her, which I, I think is really racist. <laughs> I, I think is what is supposed to be being communicated. Uh, but, you know, there's a ship captain guy who smokes <clears throat> a lot of cigars and, like, sh- shoots zombies in the head a lot. And he's probably the best character because he seems to be the only one who's aware of how dumb and shitty everybody else is. Um, and, you know, I've been... Most of this episode so far has been me mostly just, you know, rambling about, you know, uh, just just trying to just trying to get you just trying to communicate the the feeling of watching this film, which is disorienting and loud and fast and confusing. Um, I think you're painting a picture that is important. You're 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 conveying a feeling. The feeling (laughs) of you ranting about this movie is really it's how you feel when you watch it. It's what you should do instead of watching it. It's just listen to this. Like, <laughs> yeah. That that's really you're getting what you need. Um, I I want to mention a couple things that I like, and um, th- this is really important before we get into this because we're gonna keep tearing it apart. Yeah, like, we're, this is gonna be uh, one of those ones where we just dunk on a thing that sucks for the entire time. So if that's your bag, fucking strap in, and if it's not, <laughs> go listen to the fucking Tron episode or something. Because yeah, go 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 is, listen to. Look, the world is shit. Yeah. <laughs> things things are fucked, and I sometimes you just gotta sit down and just dunk on something that just sucks ass. Yeah. Um. So this movie takes place in the 2000s and was made in the 2000s. Um. I really think that the early to mid 2000s is kind of the, the the heart the the bleeding heart of this podcast. <laughs> um. You know the first move the first two movies that we watched were. Um, oh shit! No, they were the Legend of Chun Li and right into Tomb Raider, and this really felt like a throwback to me. The font is like the Matrix font <laughs> yeah. for the credits. Um, all the char- all the girls in this movie are wearing like brightly colored mini skirts, <laughs> yeah. and they have crimped hair. The and crimped the hair music- is so prominent. Yeah. <laughs> the the music sounds like the Prodigy, um, <laughs> or like KMFDM or some shit. It sounds and like it's the just- Rude Sandstorm. <laughs> It's it's it sounds like Darude Sansar actually, and the one thing that I like the most about this movie um, is uh, during uh, a climactic uh, fight scene and also the credits, um, they had they wrote <laughs> they had a band come in and write an original rap metal song uh, describing kind of what's happening, and it's called Fury, and then in parentheses, House of the Dead. Yeah, and they say um, House I of rec- the Dead a lot. <laughs> they say House of the in Dead the in the song a lot. It's like new metal, dude. It's like corn. It's legit. It it sounds like uh like um, POD alive. That that's the the closest song that I would uh, just look it up. It's on YouTube. It has like fourteen thousand views. I really tried to find another instance of this band or song, and I couldn't uh, find one. So I think that this song and band exists solely for this movie, which is really kind of special. Um, and really important to me that I, uh, that I said my piece on that. Um, I don't have much more else, much else to say about that other than just, I'm, I just can't wait to get more into this specific era of movies. Cause, um, while we didn't have any goo, any 2000s goo, yeah, we had the font. Serious. Yeah. The font was there. <laughs> we, 
We had the techno. The slow motion um, circling around the characters. This showing yeah. bullets moving in slow motion. It's it's all there. The the yeah. dregs of the <laughs> Matrix just reek throughout this movie. Um, yeah. So just besides the general like structure and uh, time that this movie was set in, um, I think you can say that the genre they were going for is like a slasher action horror movie. Yeah. Um, so so yeah. I have I have. I got I got I got beef with some theoretical arguments in this movie's favor, right? Because I, I'm, I, yeah, for you know, sure, right? Okay, so this is the kind of movie where I think a lot of people would hear what I'm saying about it, about how it's uh, you know it's stupid and exploitative and it, it's complete nonsense, and the characters are all super unlikable. That's the main thing. The characters are all super unlikable. Um, and, and the sort of counter argument to that is like, well, it's a slasher movie, right? The fun part is you get to watch all these characters that you hate uh, get brutally murdered. Um, and, and my counter argument to that is what if the movie was good instead? You know, what if, uh, what if yeah. we had characters that were interesting and relatable? Uh, and then when they die, it was actually tragic. I, I personally don't really take a lot of joy out of uh watching uh you know some shitty dude bro get his fucking face hit with acid and having his life like i don't i don't come to a movie and really enjoy just like watching other people like hey look at these characters that we've made that you hate now watch them suffer it's like they're they're there's nothing to gain from that and i think i think it is a i think it's an insult to like slashers and to like horror films in general to suggest that you know this is just a uh, convention of the genre that you just have to follow. It's like, well, of course the characters are all terrible. Um, and and in, in addition to that, of course the characters all die because they have sex, right? It, it's this is one of those things where it's 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 just a trope that just goes completely unexamined. You know, like I I mm-hmm. I don't think that anybody during the process of this film, uh, you know, was able to. Well, at any point even stop to think about the fact that like hey what what a, when we create a film where every time a character gets their tits out or is about to have sex or do anything uh you know uh <laughs> do anything yeah. provocative uh, every single time they're going to be punished with violent uh and excruciating death um and, and the women especially right um right. and it's 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 one of those things that is just so embedded into uh like schlocky horror movie trope like oh yeah of course the part where the woman gets her tits out and then gets murdered and mm-hmm. where we as members of the audience i think are meant to just accept that you know oh that's just the trope that's just what happens yeah, in the, these movies you got to expect God, the, the thing- part where where somebody it, you- <laughs> being sexual is uh always always responded to with that character getting brutalized you you see this a lot in discussions about art and uh you know the just general like like your um your your sargons of akkad those type of people who will like try to like uh, defend art or like they will try to shit on criticisms of art and say like oh well that's like the trope you clearly don't get it because the trope is that this happens and like I just want to say, like, to anyone out there listening who, like, thinks like this, 
just saying that a trope exists is not a defense of said trope. Like, just because it exists doesn't mean that, like, it's good. Like, tropes were created and exist to serve a purpose, and, like, that purpose could actually be bad. Like, these things could actually be bad, you know? Like, yeah. just because it's been that way for a long time doesn't mean it's good. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I hate that shit so much. Yeah, be fucking, you know, like, critically examine what you write and what you write, uh, you know, examine how what you're putting into your work uh, translates into what you're saying about your beliefs. You know, think mm -hmm. about the tropes that you use. Don't just, you know, it's it's lazy writing. It's lazy uh, art it's lazy you know it's it's uncritical thought that leads to these things just being perpetuated you know ad infinitum forever um yep yeah so so i do want to also talk about sorry just taking a drink there just working my way through this one i do want to talk a little bit about the structure of this movie because it is it is astonishing just how poorly put together it is um like there's a climax that happens that we're going to get to because it's one of the worst action scenes I've ever seen in my life. Um, Easily. Where, like, six of the characters all have guns and go and kill, like, 500 zombies in a graveyard. That happens 50 minutes into the movie, and then the movie keeps going for another 45 minutes. And, like, the movie doesn't really have a protagonist. There's, like, there's a group of... There's two characters who are basically introduced 30 minutes into the movie... And then they end up being the two that are there until the end. And then one of them is revealed to be the... Oh, my God. What the, There's this guy called Rudy, right? And he's, he is, he's the first... I had to... Okay, after I finished the movie, I actually went back and watched the beginning of the movie again. Because I was like, wait. What the fuck is happening in this thing because because like again like 90% of the movie is just like action scenes and people getting chased by zombies and then they shove all of this plot and character relationship crap into the last like 20 minutes and so none of it pays off and none of it makes sense so like the character Rudy is he's shown in the first shot of the movie he's the character that's like narrating at the beginning and he's like oh yeah. there so many d people died and then it like you know, there's this opening sequence where all these dumbasses get onto this boat to go to this rave, and none of these characters are Rudy, but Rudy is narrating over this opening sequence and explaining who the characters are, like, oh, that's Cynthia, she's, like, the, the, like the film pauses and goes into black and white, and Rudy's voice comes in and goes, that's Cynthia, you know, she's nothing but eye candy, and then, like, oh, that's Simon, he's dumb as shit, and then, like... <laughs> And then he yeah. doesn't appear in the film for, like, <laughs> most of it. He shows up, and then, like, by the end, I guess he is supposed to have become the protagonist. And then the last line of the movie is him saying his last name, which reveals that he is... I didn't know this, of course. I had to look it up. But it reveals that he's related to one of the bad guy scientists from the video game. You know, because people all remember the names, the last names of characters from the House of the Dead fucking arcade game is that what it was because i didn't bother like looking up what the last name significance I had no, was because they do it like it's so dramatic and, and and like we're supposed to be like oh my god it's the it's it's kirian he's related yeah. to dr kirian from the house of the dead game. who the fuck is so versed in house of the dead lore <laughs> that they're gonna be like oh my god it's the you know <laughs> you know the part at the end of the the third of uh the dark knight rises where <laughs> 
um, <laughs> where Joseph Gordon-Levitt like is in an office somewhere, and they're like, and they reveal that his last name is Robin, yep. and you're like, oh shit, he's Robin. Yeah, it's it's we, we that, all know who fucking we know who Robin is. Yeah, it's that, but with a character that no one has ever heard of. He's like, oh, it's Cassian. That's my last name. Oh, Cassian, of course. <laughs> oh man. All right. And are we expected? Are we? Are we expected to make the jump that when we see him, we're like, oh, yeah, that's the narrator guy? Because it took me like. I had to go full... back and watch the beginning of the movie again in order to understand that that was what was happening because the movie does not establish any of yeah. that. So I, I got it by the end, but like when they were first hiding in the house together, um, I, I I didn't know that was the. the if he's the protagonist, why. Um, why is he introduced? Yeah, why is so he not late in most the movie? Of the movie? Yeah, I remember because I was looking this up afterwards, and I ended up on the House of the Dead fan wiki, you know, like you do. And and the thing and, you learn when doing this podcast is that everything has a wiki. Yeah, and I was reading the I was reading the fan wiki article about this character, and it's just like Rudy is the main protagonist of the House of the Dead film, and I'm like, that's a bold statement because I don't know if that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. We we really need to get to the to the meat and the potatoes here. Uh, the the thing that really truly pushes this thing from merely being like a shitty B forgettable B horror movie to an absolute assault on the mind and body. The editing in this film is the worst editing I have ever seen in my life. Okay. Preface for this conversation: Editing is yes. The, editing is the thing that I do. Uh, mm-hmm. Like it, it, that is my that's my bread and butter, you know. Um, and go watch her slap city combo videos, <laughs> and you'll see what I mean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and if if you notice the editing, it's bad editing, right? If if you are constantly thinking yeah. about the editing throughout the film then it is bad editing. So that's the thing, right? Like the idea is the idea is like a good editor like will never like be noticed. Right. Yeah, because if you're doing your job kind of correctly, right. then you don't think about the editing because it just feels natural and feels seamless. There are okay. so many aspects of the editing in this movie <clears throat> that are so fucking baffling. They are such confusing decisions. I'm going to mm-hmm. start with what I think is the weirdest thing, and then we'll kind of work our way back down and, and kind of dig into it. We need to talk about the fact that this movie cuts to the video game all the time. All the time. Yeah, every oh. almost every scene transition, as well as in the middle of action scenes, yeah. they will cut I, to... The first... the... Go ahead. Go ahead. The, do it. The, the, Describe it. You need to understand. Like, I posted it's... a video of this on, 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 on the Cartridge Cinema Twitter, but... Just, yes. <laughs> the, literally, but <clears throat> their scene transitions um, are either um, the the Star Wars screen wipe from the 70s. Yeah, or the screen uh, will, like, flash red for a second and then flash red, something else. Or or blood will, like, drip down the yeah, screen there's real one quick. Where, that happens uh, one only time. happens once. It's, like, blood, <laughs> like, there's, like... Like, like James Bond. Yeah, like, blood, like, <clears throat> drips down from the scene and it, like, cuts to another scene. And then there's so, these, these yeah, cut-in yeah. shots... Where of the game? It, it's so weird. It's so weird. I can't like the first time because it just happens like the, for the first time, like twenty minutes into the movie, they're just they just cut from one scene to another scene, 
and it just cuts to like a blurry close-up of the House of the Dead arcade game and like a zombie getting shot in the head. And it like the first time it happens, it's like not even during an action scene. And I just paused the movie and I was like, what the fuck was that? And then after a while, I started to figure out like, oh, those are supposed to be scene transitions. Those are supposed right. to be like a nice little like and now we're going over here get back to the characters on the boat here's the zombie getting shot but also during every single action sequence in this movie constantly like like every like 10 to 15 seconds like a character will shoot a zombie and then while the zombie is getting shot it just it just cuts to the video game for like half a second and it looks yeah fucking awful it looks terrible and it's so disorienting and like god the climax the climax in sarcastic air quotes because it happens and then the movie just keeps fucking going um yeah, but like you know it's, it's the, the 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 first climax you know good movies that have multiple yeah. climaxes yeah um you know <laughs> is is this sequence where it's like six of the characters and they all have guns and they're all fighting off the zombies in this graveyard. The, and it's, they're armed to the teeth in hilariously overzealous fashion yeah. by the, the <laughs> boat captain who owns 400 guns yeah. and, in a box on his ship. It, it takes the time. This sequence is like five or six minutes. It has to be. It feels like 20. It, yeah. And, and they show every character... They rotate the camera around every every character gets like their own individual shot of them holding a gun and the camera rotates around them and then it is just flashing in shots of the video game. It's so disorienting. It's so loud. It's so overwhelming. I like it was it is so difficult to sit through this movie because it is just flashing garbage in front of your face constantly. And 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 it's also okay. I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to go over a quick, quick film school 101 thing here. If you know anything about filmmaking or editing, this is going to, you already know this and it's going to sound obvious and elementary, but we're going to talk about it really quick so I can explain it for everyone yeah, but, else. But, but I, I'm a, I'm an everyday schlub and I love your film school <laughs> yeah, moments because yeah. I, because I don't know this thing. Anything that YouTube hasn't taught me, uh, <laughs> then you, you'll have to teach me right now. Yeah. So, 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 uh, so the one I hate 180 degree rule, AKA crossing the line, Basically, the idea that uh, when you're filming a scene, you want to stay on the same side of two characters. So, uh, when whenever you're watching a movie, you'll notice that if there's a scene with two characters, one character will always be on the left side of the screen, and another character will always be on the right side of the screen. And this is to create, uh, you know, visual, uh, you know, grammar and sort of like a, uh, like, continuity between shots so that your mind doesn't get confused you know like when you consciously you're not aware of this but if you, when you look at a shot that cuts between uh you know one character being on the left and one character being on the right and then the camera uh, you know the shot cuts and it cuts to another shot where those characters are swapped in their positions in the frame it's disorienting it's confusing and there's a half second where your brain is like wait what's going on how did that character get over there right this movie does that <laughs> constantly and the thing is like you can there are moments where you as a director can choose to break rules like that in order to induce uh you know anxiety and confusion and disorientation in the viewer 
Um, and that's, you know, sort of a, it's, it's kind of a high risk maneuver, right? You know, you're kind of taking the chance that like the viewer will understand that you're making an artistic choice, uh, you know, to deliberately yeah. disorient them. Um, and it's the type of thing that would take a masterful touch to, to do with yeah. any sort of care. Right. So this movie has that disorienting <laughs> quality because they, they cross the line, uh, as it were all the fucking time in action scenes, in normal dialogue scenes between two or three, like within the first five minutes, there was a scene that I was watching where I was like, they just, they just keep crossing it. Cause now that I know that about that, I notice it every single fucking time it happens and it is non fucking stop. And it makes this movie so fucking disorienting to watch. Um, I really do think that the crown jewel of the bad editing in this movie is the moment during the climax where, one of the interchangeable male characters watches one of the interchangeable female characters get murdered. And then it like does like a zoom in on his face. And then <laughs> I swear to God for like 30 seconds straight, it just rapid fire flashes scenes from earlier in the movie at you. Like really, really quickly. Like, like they're up, like the the shots are up for like half a second, and it does that for thirty seconds, and it's so painful. It is so painful to look at. It hurts. This movie hurts your fucking eyes to look at. And what was the point of that? Because because I remember seeing this happen. I'm like, well, this looks like dog shit, but like clearly he's like about to like go sicko mode or something. <laughs> and he does and not go like, sicko mode. <laughs> He, he doesn't, he just, like, she just, like, dies. She doesn't even go sicko mode. <laughs> he doesn't even go sicko mode. Like, that could have been, like, a shitty, like, hilarious build. There's, uh, so I don't have the cinematic language to say this the way that you do, but the thing that ev an everyday Joe who watches this movie looking for, like, a so bad it's good type of experience will say is, like, this this movie is, it's terrible, but, like, it's like fun, terrible, but it's movies like it's moments like this in the movie that really just break that because in a like fun, but terrible movie, maybe it has that weird moment, but then he just goes like, Aah! and it slow-mo has him like just crushing two zombies heads together and just like kneeing him in the face, doing some crazy shit. And it's just like, that doesn't happen. You you get the terrible buildup and you don't get any sort of payoff for the, the hellish, storm of imagery that was just forced upon you <laughs> yeah and, and and i think all of it really does um and especially like the last 20 minutes where there's like moments where characters die and they start playing really sad music or like moments <laughs> where characters who have barely interacted with with each other or have only been shitty to each other are now making out with each other for no fucking reason at all um and again they play this dramatic music and make you try to care um is like how on the level do you think that Uva Bull is, and it's really, really hard to tell. It's it's really hard to tell how aware he is that he's making complete garbage. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's there's because uh, in in like a better bad movie, the fact that that the movie kind of ends with like the girl getting stabbed and presumed dead, and then she like. Sekiro shadows die twice as herself and like gets up again and, and like stomps on the decapitated head of the dude and says game over fucker <laughs> in a better bad movie that's like oh fuck yeah yeah you'd but be the like fact fucking that that was, yeah <laughs> yeah 
the the fact that that was like the one and only cool thing that's happened in 40 minutes means like did he just did he get lucky with that moment <laughs> what what happened yeah does he i don't know i, think I, I don't know i think i mentioned this the last time we talked about uva bull as a director or it might have been on a different episode but like mm-hmm. i really do think that he wants to be able to exist in the uh you know limbo between uh you know if if people think it sucks then it's a it's you know it's supposed to suck it's a b movie haha but then if 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 anyone happened to think it was good he would be like yes i know my artistic vision i (laughs) i created this you know oh oh you Mm -hmm. found the action scene disorienting well that was my plan all along what are we watching next week mark yeah uvable if you're listening um i don't i don't think this i don't think this movie was good uh and i don't think it was like bad good either so nice try but you should still come on the show we Um, still have fucking six more (laughs) we have six more uva bowl video game movies to watch before we are done with this man uh you know you know what man we aren't done with yet uh (laughs) a little a little man named mario mario and his brother luigi mario that's right the Super Mario Brothers, get ready to swing your arms from side <laughs> to side. Um, we're watching the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Big deal episode. Um, Landmark this, episode yeah, coming up. This is a BDE, not Big Dick Energy, <laughs> although uh, clearly that's this podcast is radiating with it. Uh, this is a big deal episode. Um, man, Captain Lou Albano as Mario, can he... <laughs> Can he live up to the standard that was set by Bob Hoskins? You claim that he can. I, I, I think he can. Doubts. I mean, he was the he was the first live action Mario, as far as I know. This, this is from nineteen eighty nine. This is before the movie that was before. came out. Yeah, is he the the Ur Mario? He is. He is kind of the Ur Mario. You got you got Danny Wells as Luigi. So so this show, uh, you know, we're gonna do our usual thing. We'll probably watch like three or four episodes. Uh, this show is f- a lot of fun. Uh, in the bits and pieces of it that I've seen because it is half live action and the live action segments are basically a sitcom where Mario and Luigi live as like actual plumbers in New York and then there is a a weird cartoon show that goes along with it. Uh, same, same program as the Zelda cartoon which we've already watched which is a fucking nightmare so I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. Where can people find the podcast on the internet, Mark? Uh, you should follow us at Cartridge Cinema on Twitter. Uh, join the Discord. Hell it's linked yeah. on the Twitter. Discord continues to be popping off out of control. Um, go on to the, the general banter um, uh, part and uh, and talk about how good that that one cowboy trap <laughs> yeah. song that yeah, came out this go, year is. Go into our Sick Grooves and Hot Jams <laughs> channel and talk about how much you like Old Town Road. <laughs> Yeah, we we're we're we're, we're post irony here, as as you all as you girls and gays already know. Um, so we like that song unironically. <laughs> Let's so talk good. about how Billy Ray Cyrus is um, is just a really important person in 2019. Uh, yeah, so that's what we're going to be talking about. That's our that's our question of the week. No, um, how much does Old fuck. Town Road slap? Uh, Fucking follow Alex at Party Time Shuffle, Shuffle spelled S-H-F-F-L. Follow me at Mark underscore Drizzle. Uh, my wife recently overtook me for subscribers, so I'm mean, not subscribers, um, but followers. Uh, but man, I'm going to use, I'm pulling out all the stops uh, to, by that I mean begging for you to follow me. Um, because she can't win. She cannot win. I can't live in that world. Uh <laughs> Rate us on iTunes if you listen to us there. Um, 
rate us on Spotify? I yeah, think that's a thing. I think there's one. like thumbs up on Spotify. Listen to us on SoundCloud if you're a fucking real one. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a mess. This has been a weird week. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, this is a really chill uh, community that is kind of building around this podcast. Uh, got a lot of friends and and cool people uh, kind of watching terrible movies with us, <laughs> and that's a lot of fun. Um, and uh, for me, it was Tuesday. I've been singing that chorus so much, Brooke mm-hmm. is a- angry. Me too. Me too. I got the horses like, in the back. I was like, I was like walking the dog yesterday, and just like walking in the morning, and just saying, <laughs> "Cheated my- on my baby. You can go and ask her." <laughs> I want to take my horse to the old town road. <laughs> so the good. video is just clips of him playing Red Dead. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Run it. Okay. Run it. Podcast. We're doing it. Okay, fine. Yeah, we're, we're just going into it. <laughs> <laughs>